Hey everybody, welcome to episode 146 of Making It. I'm Bob Claggett, here with David Pacino. Hey everybody. Hey everybody. Hey everybody. And, and I'm here with Jimmy Dressen. Hey guys, welcome back from Thanksgiving. Yeah, you too. How, how was Thanksgiving for you guys? Uh, it started off a little rough. I was, uh, I made my mashed potatoes, I went to load them in the car, and the car had a flat tire. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Yeah, I wasn't going to let, uh, you can't get a flat tire fixed on, on a Thanksgiving morning, and uh, I never plugged a tire, and that was not the day to learn. So I just, <laughs> I put on the spare and drove the back roads to, to Grandma's, mm. and it turned out to be an excellent day. Well, that's good. We rented the house and we had to get lost. We had to literally be out of the house. And when I say that we rented the house, people get confused. I own this house that I live in. And from time to time, we rent it through Airbnb or uh, a couple of other websites if the money's good. We don't always, it's like every couple of weeks, tell be like, you want to rent the house for this much money? I was like, nah, let's skip it. Because I don't necessarily need the money. But every once in a while, if we have a house repair and we could rent the house for a weekend, we do it. And so Thanksgiving is yeah. always a, a good, profitable week. And so reluctantly, I agreed because I didn't really want to leave. And we ended up going to a friend's house for the weekend in New Hampshire. So we had a really nice time at my friend's, my friend Jess. <clears throat> she invited us up with her, her mom and step, stepdad and some other friends that we all know. We had a fun time. That was my Instagram story, if anybody watched. Charles took us to the gun range. We shot his AR-15s and his 9mm. Oh, yeah. It was fun. Yeah, I saw all that. A lot of fun. And I bought a BB gun. We went to go buy ammunition, and I bought a $50 BB gun. So <laughs> I was shooting a BB gun, and those guys were shooting real bullets. And Spike <laughs> Did came Did anybody say you'll shoot your eye out? Uh, no, no, no. But uh, it's funny. Jackman's been making the, the leg lamp, and in the basement of uh, Jessica's mom's house, there's one of the leg lamps he's going <laughs> to, the stepdad's going to take out for, for, for Christmas. It's funny. Awesome. And I was watching Jackman on Instagram make his, his leg lamp, which was funny. Funny timing. No, we had a really wonderful time, like unexpectedly. Like, we literally decided to go like hours before we, we got in the car. They're like, oh, come hang out with us. We were going to go back to the city and just hang out in the apartment, but it was really nice. And Spike came with us. We brought Spike. We left the two cats here. The, the, the renters didn't mind the two cats, but we brought Spike because Spike's slow and he always just whines. So we didn't want them, we didn't want him to be annoying. So Spike came in my car <laughs> and he, he only made in the car about four times there and back. So, which hmm. is not bad. <laughs> Spike hates the car, but when he calms down and gets out what he needs to get out, he's calm. Oh man! Uh, me, I mean, I mean, me, me too. You know, if you want to be, I saw, I saw your Instagram post. Where you said, "I cannot wait to get back to work." That was funny. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've been. Uh, uh, we went to Florida, like I said last week. We were in Savannah, and we went to Florida. We got back last night at like seven o'clock. It was nine days, and we had a good time. It was a good trip, but. Yeah, about halfway through, like, my fingers started twitching, and, like, you know, my, I was just getting, like, antsy and <laughs> yeah. really ready I was to, trying to edit to my. Today. I was trying to edit my vlog in between conversations. I just, like, buried myself in fusion. I just buried myself in my edits, and everyone's like, what are you doing? What is that about? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Making a living. That's <laughs> all, you <Yeah>. know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, it was a really good trip. We got to see a lot of people, a lot of family. Um, and it was one of those things that we've talked about this before. Like you try to figure out ways when you're on vacation or you're away from the shop, you know, even if you're traveling for work, try to find ways to still be productive and get some stuff done. And so I was, uh, trying to come up with ways while I was sitting around in my in-laws house, like in between hanging out and playing games and stuff, uh, trying to come up with ways. And I tried to go through my project list and 
look at things that I, um, a lot of times, like, I'll come up with a, a basic idea, and I think, like, I have to do a li- at least a little bit of research on this before I can really start into it, because I don't know anything about this part of it, or that part of it, or whatever, so that research time is always kind of hard to find. And so I took one of the afternoons that I had and just went through my list and like just looked at it, tried to remember the idea for each one of these project ideas and then thought like, is there anything about this that I just, I have no grasp on at all? Let me do some research. And so I spent some time just like looking up the correct terminology or like what tools do I need to do this or what's the best way to do this type of thing. And so it was kind of productive. Um, You know, it didn't feel the same as like actually making something, but it is... Forward momentum, I guess. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, and this I wanted I wanted to point this out. Uh, I watched a video this week. I just cleared my throat. I was listening to our show last week, <clears throat> and I heard us I, I heard us all clear our throat. Well, I don't know if I heard you, David, but Jimmy and I both clear our throats. I clear my throat all the time. Even like I use my mute switch to mute it, so you guys don't hear about ninety percent of the throat clearing. <laughs> but I've for the past like. I don't know, several months, I've had this thing where my throat just starts getting really, like, just rough and just meh. Because, like, today, I'm doing a podcast this morning, or, you know, kind of in the morning. I've got to do voiceover this afternoon. I've got a shoot video this afternoon. That's a lot of talking. And I can already feel the back of my throat, like, starting to get, like, gruff, and it has stuff in it and whatever. And so I've been trying to figure out ways to help that sustain it over a longer period of time. And every time we go to Maker Fair or something like that, you know, I talk a lot to people and my voice is just Ah, trashed at the end. And I always feel like clearing my throat would be the way to get rid of that feeling that there's something in there. Anyway, so I watched the video this week. Dang it, I did it again. (laughs) Perfect timing. It's it's Now you're faking it. I watched... No, I'm not. (laughs) It's there. Like, I, I so badly want to cough really loud to get rid of it. Anyway, I watched a video from Tim Schmoyer this week, and it was about how to keep your throat in good shape when you're doing talks or when you're at these events. And it's like an hour-long interview with this guy, so it's a lot of time. I kind of skipped through some sections of it. But there were two things out of it that I took away that I just wanted to pass on for you guys and for anybody else who does YouTube videos or podcasts or something where they talk a whole lot. One was to sip water. Not to chug water, but, like, to keep sipping throughout the day. And that keeps, like, let your body absorb the water rather than just, like, pass it through. And if you stay more hydrated, then the vocal folds will uh, not, not, like, rub each other so much. It'll be, like, more lubricated and it's better to talk longer. Okay? So that's one thing which I don't do enough of. So I'm going to try to get better at that. Got a cup of water right here with my coffee. So that. And then the other thing was don't clear your throat which seems totally opposite of what you would expect. But the guy explained it. He's like a, I think he was a doctor, but he was talking about how when you clear your throat, you're like the folds of your vocal area are just like jamming together and it makes them rough and it makes it worse. And so you clear your throat when there's physically stuff in there, but otherwise you're actually not doing yourself any favor. But he said instead to get in the practice of swallowing constantly. And so, like, since then, I've been trying to get in this, like, totally unnatural habit of just, when I want to clear my throat, just trying to swallow. And it's a really, really hard thing to Hmm. get in the habit of. But I'm hoping that it will make a difference that, you know, it'll maintain my voice a little bit longer. And I only bring that up because I I listened to last week's show and my mic sounded horrible and I heard us going, you know, a bunch of times. So, 
I'm I, I am sure my wife Kelly is in the car listening to this episode right now, like screaming at the at the podcast with with tips and tricks. She's a speech pathologist, oh, yeah. so she knows all about vocal folds and throat and yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, if she has any other good tips, I will pass them along to us. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah that'd be good. I think it'd be useful for a lot of people. It's, I never, um, I never heard the tip of "Don't ever clear your throat" until this weekend. I was listening to NPR, and they had, uh, I was listening to Terry Gross interviewing a, a new singer, a new country singer whose name I can't remember, but she said part of her exercise is to never clear her throat. That's how she keeps her throat from hmm. getting stressed, nice. stressed out. She never clears her throat. She learned that from a vocal coach, and I never heard that before this Sunday. And here you are mentioning it again. Crazy. Well, that's cool. Anyway, um, that's probably entirely random. I'm not even sure what we were talking about before I mentioned that, but <laughs> it's been on my mind, and I'm like hyper aware of it now that I, you know, have noticed it. And it's just con- like right now, I just want to clear my throat so bad. <laughs> so I'm fighting against it. But what were we talking about before I went on that? Are we, we doing were... a podcast? Are we, we doing a podcast? We did what? we start yet? Oh, have we started recording? <laughs> oh, yeah. Go. I don't know. <laughs> okay traveling and uh, relaxing and yeah, doing traveling. nothing yeah, yeah, yeah i'm back in the shop i guess that's all i have to say about it yep. um back i had a, a giant stack of packages i mean i i order a lot of stuff from amazon it's a thing that i do <laughs> uh, and it's funny because i ordered you know with like christmas coming up and everything i've ordered a few gifts already and I've had to order some supplies for some upcoming projects, and we had to order new merchandise. And I came back to this ridiculous stack of boxes like I have never seen before. <laughs> and so it was actually kind of cool going through that last night. And I got a um, – here's a, a teaser in case anybody wants to try to come up with the idea. I have a four-and-a-quarter-inch uh, carbide hole saw for masonry use. So if anybody has any ideas what I'm going to do with that. Go for it. Have you seen the video where um, I I don't, oh my gosh, I forgot who did this and I just watched it the other day. Uh, This guy turned a spear on on the lathe and he um, basically had his wood chucked up on the lathe and a drill press with a hole saw above it. And so as it's turning this way and the hole saw. Oh, yeah, he made a sphere. Yeah, that's right. I saw that. A perfect sphere. And I thought that was huh. brilliant. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I saw that. Yeah. The hole saw basically the uh, intersecting the spindle makes it into a ball. I'll find the video and I'll throw it in the show notes. I saw that. I saw the actual thumbnail for it, but I've seen that demonstrated before. So when I saw the thumbnail, I was like, oh, that's clever. Let's yeah. make a video hmm. of it. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. I'd like to check that out. Uh, what are we talking about today? Today, we are going to talk about distractions. <laughs> what we find distracting, how we avoid them, if possible. I don't know where it's really going to go, but uh, I, I figure uh, this is how all our podcasts begin. We just have a, a, a vague idea and we go from there. Last week, I yeah. had a huge distraction, and it's put a lot of pressure on me this week. Uh, I was supposed to have this workbench video done. It's supposed to be done to... And for ready for review for the sponsor by tomorrow, and that's my workbench. And I got sick last week, and I wasn't able to do as much work as I wanted to. So I find myself scrambling yesterday and, and today to try to finish this thing up. 
And uh, I'm not sure that there's much that I can do to avoid being sick, but that was a huge distraction and it's put a lot of pressure on me. But uh, I just wanted to see what, um, maybe it's our phones, maybe it's maybe it's our, our, our family or whatever, but what do you guys find distracting while working in the shop? Everything. i i my shop is obviously still a little bit of a mess from the move i haven't really had much focus time to we organize little sections at a time and then every day new things show up and it's oh i just cleared my throat i'm sorry it's uh it's been it's i I, i've been thinking about this and we talked about it before the show started i haven't really had a chance to dedicate a lot of time to one big project and i've been doing these smaller projects kind of like my i've been treating my video production kind of like like my old make videos where I'd make them in one day and I want to get back to doing more of a longer extended series of videos and when I get into that mode I have to kind of overlap them because I'm working on several projects at one time that take a long time so I need to get back into that and uh, I just I I texted Brett this morning at at eight o'clock I said today we got to hammer out a good list of to-dos because I've been feeling slightly uninspired I haven't really had many ideas that really make me want to jump in the shop other than just organizing and you know i picked up my new paper cutter so that makes me want to go jump and get started printing so i have a couple of printing plates and some new printing material i definitely want to do that and uh, the demand is there a lot of people are asking for christmas presents for for the prints so it's a quick and easy thing for me to to, to sell and also to make so i'm going to be doing some printing maybe even starting today but the distractions are you know i just have too many things and uh people always say you know there's there's a conversation going on in one of my videos i posted just this morning um the old jimmy versus the new jimmy and somebody says i like the old jimmy better and everyone says oh we like new jimmy and and i i wrote i like new jimmy better because old jimmy spent 75 percent of his time working for people he didn't like making things he didn't want to make <laughs> yeah and the 25 percent of the time was so focused on doing what i wanted and now I have like almost 100% of my time to do what I want. And it's like I'm kind of a little scattered. So having that other distraction, I mean, uh, this is kind of off the, this is the opposite of what it seems like we might be talking about. But having that distraction of, okay, for the next four hours, I'm going to just work on this client's work. And then as soon as I'm done, then I could focus wholly on what I want to do. And now I could focus wholly on what I want to do all day long. And I have to constantly keep making lists and making sure that I'm checking things off the list. And so it's just, uh, it's just a different set of problems and it's it's not detrimental and it's not fatal it's just something i just need to reorganize and now i have the building that i have to focus on too as well and the next step is to do the cement floor and i kind of i got busy with my my garment racks last week and having to go back and forth a couple times to organize and make sure things were going well with that I actually had to visit the shop twice while i was in the city which is something i didn't plan on doing and for me to pop into 42nd street is no simple task that like literally takes all day long for me to just go pop into 42nd street to just check something and uh so it's 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 been it, everything's been distracting and uh i'm just trying to focus again with the building i have to set people to task you do this and let me move on and when the time is right we'll schedule and pour the floor or do the walls or do this the windows so I just have to compartmentalize and keep a strong to-do list. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So I don't know. Did I make sense? Yeah. I mean, I, I think most distractions are just like a combination of little stuff that, you know, it just gets in the way. It's like stuff, a, a small task ends up having 
twice or three times as much time around it to get to it, to do it, to get away from it, to reset back to the yeah. previous thing. Um, I got a, a yesterday, for instance, I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this specifically on the podcast, or not, but we Taylor bought a horse. Taylor bought a horse with her own money and she's going to take care of it with her own money. She's grew up with horses. So something she's always wanted. And we have this big pasture in the back and we're going to put a fence around the pasture. And I said, let's figure out if we can make a video out of it or whatever, at least for you know a vlog episode. And, she found the guy that's going to sell her posts and beams and another guy that might install them. And so we went to the lumberyard, 120 miles away from my house yesterday. The guy's open all the time because he owns it. And we drove there with my trailer on my truck, which is underpowered and going, you know, we burnt up literally twice as much gas as we would because the trailer is heavy, too heavy for the truck. And we get there and Taylor thinks she's going to put 150 posts on the truck. And we were only able to fit 50 because they're just much bigger than she expected and I expected and I didn't I knew it was going to be two trips and uh, but that was literally 10 hours yesterday to go pick up posts and so I said to her I go we just haven't delivered and she said oh that's going to cost a lot of money I was like well we're going to it's going to take an entire day to go get and we we went and got one third of the amount we needed in one day and so she like she whispers to me while we're at the lumberyard she's like we should have had them delivered. That's it. We're not coming back here. We'll just have them delivered. And so there's a distraction the entire day spent going and picking up something that we should have just had delivered. And Sunday was my first day back from Thanksgiving, and I planned on going to the shop and getting involved in the printing process that I want to work on next. And so in the morning, she's like, oh, I told this guy we'd go pick these posts up. So there's a distraction. It took the entire day to go get these posts, which we should have had delivered. So, you yeah. know, it's a day you can't get back. So today is my first day back. After we're done, we're going to go right back to the shop. And I'm going to go back to the shop and begin. But every little thing. And she said, I definitely, she was, I did not expect this to take all day long. And, and I read it somewhere recently. No matter what you think time is going to take to do something, it's always twice as long. It's never, if you think, Bob, did you say that? Somebody said that recently. I mean, I've, I always said that, like, people ask how much time is added to a project by filming it. And I always say it's at least twice the amount of time to film it. Yeah. But no, I'm just saying, like, in general, experience. if you think it's going to take you half a day to go get, you know, a truck full of uh, fence posts, it took, it was like, we, we left at 10 in the morning, we got back at 6 at night. You know, that's what it took. Yeah. So I'm just, just an example of any sim simple task you think it's going to take, it always takes twice as long. So always a yeah. lot, like like every project. When people say, "Oh, should I charge a half day?" It takes the whole day. I mean, what really takes a half day? Nothing. It's just you're distracted all day long by whatever that half a day is, and you work on it, and you're all day long, and you got to go to lunch, and you come back, you got to tweak it, and no matter what it is, you're never totally done. You're always like thinking, "Wow, should I have done this? Should I have done that? Should I re redo the paint before I deliver?" You know, this type of stress is like attached to everything you do. So yeah, and I mean, on on that note, I've never. I don't, I don't do much work for other people, but in the past I have, and I've never charged half days. Like a half day equals a full day's pay, regardless of whether it's a full day's work. Right. And that's the way I look at it. That's just the cost of me doing something for somebody else. But um, as far as distractions, I mean, for me, I think the biggest thing is, is, the, is like, it's not necessarily social media, but uh, that's part of it. It's just like computer distraction stuff. Yeah. So even when I sit down at the computer with a task, like I got to do voiceover, 
you know, on my screen right now, Twitter is on the left. I have Skype right in the middle. I've got a browser on the right. There's email behind it. I can see peeking out. I see all of the icons on the left with all <laughs> the little dots that show me like all the things that I haven't done yet that I need to check out. And so even if I sat down here to do a task, I'm still distracted even right now by all of the stuff that's wrapped around it. And I mean, yes, I can close those things and get rid of them, but I know they're there. And that's the thing that kind of gets in my way. So anytime I sit down at the computer, I have for a single task, I've got a bunch of other things that I know are waiting on me to do. And the same thing when I look at my phone, it's, you know, you get those badges, even if you turn all that stuff off, I still know that there are Twitter notifications, somebody's trying to get in touch with me, I still know that there are emails waiting, as soon as I hit that button, they're going to start showing up. Um, And that's just kind of the way it is, I don't really know a way around that other than trying to compartmentalize that stuff into a certain time to where like, you know, the, these 20 minutes are email and social media handling. And that's what this time is. Uh, but no matter how hard I try to compartmentalize those and put those in a certain little box, and that's when I do those things, they still creep into every time I look at my phone, every time I sit down to edit video, do voiceover, you know, if I ever try to bring up like my project list, that's another thing that I have a hard time with. Um, so I've, I've always told you guys about how I use Trello. We've talked about that a whole bunch of times. Well, recently I've started using something new, which is like Trello on steroids. It's called Airtable. And uh, it's like an online spreadsheet, kind of, but it's collaborative. And you can you can have a bunch of different things connected, and it makes it really cool. We can talk about that another time. But in trying to look at this new application... We've tried to make it more usable. I've got multiple people working on it at the same time with Josh and with Forby, my editor. And so there are separate things happening in separate tabs within this one thing. So if I go to look at a project, if I'm like trying to look at my project list idea, I see that list and I go, oh, that's a cool one. Like I should put that on the schedule. Then I go to the schedule and then I see all this other stuff. I'm like, oh, I never ordered the thing for that one project that's due tomorrow. Or I never did the, you know. It's just like anytime there's a group of information, I get distracted by the stuff around what I'm actually mm-hmm. trying to do. And that it seems to be that way with anything that's computer-related or phone-related. But if I have those things put away and I'm just in the shop like working on a task, I seem to be able to stay on task pretty well. I, As far as the, the phone stuff... I, my phone does not vibrate. My phone does not, I don't, I, I have all badges turned off on my phone except for email. And, uh, I have one of those fancy watches where when I do get a, um, an email notification, it, it shows up on my watch. Or if I get a text, my phone doesn't vibrate. My, my watch does. And so I can quickly look at that and see whether it's something I need to tend to or not. And without pulling the phone out of my pocket or fearing, finding where my phone is and um that helps me quite a bit either that or that justifies me buying a, an expensive fancy watch <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. another thing that i do is as far as the the phone stuff especially like text messages is um like friends and family i, I when they text me while i'm working during the day i i see that text and if it's not something I need to respond to, I don't respond to it until the evening. And I sort of train my my friends and family that I, I respond better in the evenings than I do during mm. during the day. Um, 
uh, and of idea. course there's always exceptions because I always see them and you know Kelly takes precedent over all that so I always respond to Kelly but um yeah it's those are those are a couple little tricks that I do for myself and they seem to work for me that's an interesting thing because you could actually apply that to social media stuff as well um you know, I know that the the timeliness of like posting comments and things it maybe doesn't matter so much. People don't necessarily recognize time in that way. But you know, if people see that you're a lot more active in responding on Twitter in the evenings or on the weekends or something like that, maybe they, they would become more likely to mm-hmm. reach out to you the, in those times. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. I have a lot of, when I get so many emails, I just say, I'll answer that later, I'll answer that later, I'll answer that later, and I just leave them, and when I find the time, I'll go through them and answer as many as I possibly can. And lately, I find myself, because I've been so distracted, I've been doing that same thing with text messages. So if the text messages will pile up, and it'll be three days later, I'm like, oh, I forgot to respond to so-and-so. Of course, if there's any urgency, I'll hit it right away, but it's usually someone saying, hey, how's it going, what's going, you're going to be around next week. I'll say I'll answer that later. So I'm starting to treat my text messages like my emails. So if anybody out there yeah. sees that I'm not replying immediately, it's just there's just so many things to do in a day. So one of the problems I have with that, I try to do that too. One of the problems I have with that is when you have like a text and you look at it, generally, you know, if you open it enough, um, then it sees it shows it as marked or marks it as read, and. I once it's marked as red, then I forget about totally, it. Totally, I'm with you. That's, that's why I have a hard time replying. That's where the smartwatch comes in because if when I look at that text on my watch, it does not remove that badge from my phone. Yeah, yeah, and I have the same watch, and I do the same thing. It, but as soon as I mark it as red, I forget about it, and I rarely ever go back hmm. and look at it. So even when I do pull it up on my phone, like if I have to you know, go get an answer for somebody or something. <laughs> I'll forget about coming back to it. The thing I do with email, and this may be completely off topic, but it's a way for me to queue email stuff, is when when email comes in through my contact or my business email addresses, I put a flag on the email. And so it's business one is green. Any business stuff is green. Any contacts are red. And so when I look at an email, it marks it as red, but it still has that flag until I actively go and remove the flag from that mm. email. And so that lets me go back and look at all the things that I've seen them, but I didn't respond to them yet. I haven't handled them yet. Um, and it is a little bit annoying because like, when I look at my email right now, I've probably got like 50 items flagged. You know, I'm like, yeah. And it's a combination <laughs> of all sorts of different stuff. But uh, stop it, Jimmy. But... <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But that's one way that it works for me with email because then I can queue it, right? I don't have to necessarily answer it in the order that I got to it. It's still marked somehow, and I can queue it and get to it when I get to it. That works better for me, email. But th- there's no way to do that that I've found for you know Twitter messages and text messages, text messages, text messages and comments and things. One like that. bad habit I have too is I get so many text messages from people that I meet right away. So I'll meet somebody that afternoon, and then the next day I'll get a text message from them, and I'll be like, "Oh, cool! I'll I'll 
I'll, I'll put them in the contacts later. I never put people in contact. So <laughs> if you look at my text messages, it's just phone numbers. It's no names. So I have a hard time remembering. I'm like, okay, so I remember people and faces with the first three letters of their, their phone number, the first three numbers of their phone number. So oh, when I scroll oh, wow. through my thing, I'm like, oh, nine, one, such and such. Oh, that's, oh, that's the guy I met yesterday. Okay, that's the job I might get next week. That's, and it's hilarious. Oh, I just remembered I have a call today with a casting person totally forgot because i remember her number it starts with a nine that's what we texted last week <laughs> oh my two o'clock today i gotta write that on my hand that's the best way to remember things is to write it on the back of your hand no it's not no 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 look look because it's in <laughs> you're wrong because when i see no. my videos i go oh i forgot to do that but see now your your hand Whoa. your hand says 2 p.m yep that's all it says yep that doesn't tell you anything. That tells you a time. It no, doesn't no. tell you See, what. Because the way my, when, my day, psycho anything. brain works is that at 2 p.m. means casting call with British Columbia. That's what that means. <laughs> when I have a call, I will. Uh, I, uh, it obviously goes into the calendar, which is what you're supposed to do. And then I will set <laughs> exactly two alerts. I will set an alert usually about an hour before, so I know it's coming up, and then another alert about 15 minutes before. I told you, that used to be easy for me. Mm. It's no longer easy anymore. Did you get your I date you thing got... fixed? Yeah, it I fixed itself did. with a couple of new updates on the phone, yeah. But I, I've been off, I've been not doing it for so long, I, I just haven't gotten back to it. I Remember That's years ago excuse. we talked about a, like when I deviate from something, I never get back to it. Remember I told you guys about that? I have a problem. Oh, oh we know. <laughs> we know. You have all sorts of problems, Jimmy. No, I, that's something you should totally, like, I mean, if you can recognize that, you can change it, right? Yes. I guess. <laughs> the answer was, is yes. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. Right. So another I thing like that I... I oh, go ahead. Well, it's off topic. Go ahead. Well, another thing that I find super distracting, which is a super easy fix is just having the supplies that I need when I need them. So many times I am I, I'm working on something and I'm like, really, I'm I'm out of inch screws. I really have to go to the store right now to get screws. And you know that trip yeah. to the store is not just a ten minute trip. It's you go to the store and while you're there, you need to get this other thing. And then oh, I might as well get lunch while I'm out. And then by the time you get back, <laughs> you've lost two hours or so. And so. I need to get better about having the supplies in the shop or just being more prepared when I'm working on a project. Yeah, and that's tough to do. I, I think about that a lot too. It's tough because you never really know what you're going to need, except for the, the stuff that you maybe use all the time. I have this habit, and I know this is not something everybody can do. I'm very blessed that I'm capable or that I have what I need to be able to do this. But when I order parts, so like these uh the dust collection system that I've been talking about for the past several weeks I needed uh three voltage sensors and when I went on eBay to buy them I bought six because I knew I would destroy some in the process which I actually haven't but um I also knew that there's just like a good chance that one of them may not work I may you know drop one and step on it there's like some little thing that will always happen um and so I'll buy one or two extra of a component when I buy them. Or if I'm buying two by fours for a certain projects and I know that I need nine, I buy 10. That way I always have a little bit of margin in case there's a problem, but it also helps me build up a stock over time of stuff. So the next time I'm working on a project and I'm like into it and I go, oh wait, if I had a voltage sensor, 
I would be able to make this like right now. And I, oh yeah, I bought two extra voltage sensors last time. Hmm. And I know that's like maybe excessive spending and it could also be hoarding if you did it on every single thing that you <laughs> buy, which I don't do that. But if I'm buying like an electronic component, I try to buy one or two extra, you know, if they're not expensive. Um, I try to do that with lumber, but not store tons of lumber. I just want to have a few two by fours on hand so I can always whip together a table or something if I need to. Like, you know, half a sheet of plywood laying around is not a bad thing to have. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, I try to buy a little bit extra to avoid that thing that you're talking about when possible. You can't always do that. Of course. I like Jimmy's technique of whenever I spend X amount of dollars at the store, I always get an extra clamp. Yeah. Because I ran out of clamps for my bench. And I'm already really? in a time crunch. Yeah. And because the, the top, I have to glue up in sections. I can't, I can't do, do the whole thing at once. And so I have one section dry, and when that's dry, I can then reclaim those clamps and, and glue up section two and then section three. And if I had enough clamps, I wouldn't have to do that. But clamps are expensive, and so you never want to buy like 10 of them at a time because that's a week's worth of salary. Yeah, that's yeah. why you get them one. Like if you're going to spend $100 on supplies, you get one clamp for 20 bucks. Yeah. <clears throat> um, off topic, what, what's... Have we already talked about what's different about your workbench this time? I'm really curious. So, uh, yes. So, my old workbench, which is... You just cleared your throat. I did. I did. (laughs) We should cover it with, like, a beep. Like, as if we cursed. (laughs) (laughs) That would be hilarious. Unnecessary censorship. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, So, my old workbench, uh, real big, beefy top, and just, like, an open base. So, one big shelf that is just a a catch-all for a lot of stuff this new bench is a little bit bigger and it has a very specific space for my air compressor it has a uh, a space for my dust collector and it holds 95 percent of all my clamps they're all fit into drawers the big long bessies the 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 f-style harbor freight ones the aluminum bar clamps they all have their their own drawer now and so and then there's a little little drawers for like um, pencils and tape measures and and squares and combination squares and, and screwdrivers and so the things that i usually need when i'm at the workbench are right there with it now Nice. Yeah. I do remember hearing some of that now that you mention it. I also just realized that I caused a distraction. We were on one topic about distractions, and I broke off and asked you about your workbench. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, just case in point. Uh, another thing I had written down here that I wanted to kind of mention, it kind of goes with the, the thing we were talking about just a second ago with materials, but uh, redundancy. So, like, one way that I can help myself not get distracted or not break – maybe it's not really distraction as much as like break the flow of what I'm doing is to have redundancy on things that I use all the time, specifically batteries. So like when I buy a new camera, anytime I get a new camera, I'll go onto Amazon and get, there's a brand. Let me see if I can find one here. that can tell you the brand name. It's like Wasabi power. And there's a bunch of different ones. It's just a cheap replacement battery company. And they sell these little plug-in battery uh, chargers, they plug right into the wall and the battery fits onto it. So there's no like cords or anything. And you can get a replacement battery for just about every type of camera. And they're, you know, half the price or whatever of the OEM batteries. And some people maybe think that's a bad idea or whatever. I've never had any trouble with them. But the point is 
When I buy a new camera, I also go buy an extra battery and an extra little cheap charger so that there's always one on the wall. Then if a battery ever dies in a camera, I can pull it out, put a new one in, put the old one on the charger, and keep going. I don't ever have to wait for a battery to charge on any device that I have. Same goes for memory cards. I have an entire stack of memory cards for the sake of when I fill one up, I take it out, put another one in, and keep filming, and don't have to worry about like spending the two hours to copy all the files off and like convert them and do all that stuff. I can just keep going. And so that's one of those like kind of infrastructure things. You put the money in ahead of time to get you know extra cards, extra batteries, um, even like rechargeable batteries, double A's and stuff like that. I have more than I need, so there's always a set of two or four on the charger, and I can just you know whatever the thing is I'm working on, I've always got some batteries right there, and I'm not going through the cost of like replacing batteries all the time. They're rechargeable, so it's more reasonable to have them you know long term. Um, but anyway, this is something I would I would recommend. <clears throat> trying really hard not to clear my throat. Oh, I would man. recommend if you're um, if you you know work with tech at all, and you have to rely on it. Having some sort of a battery backup or like redundancy for those things can help you stay on task. I always have triplicates lot. of everything in the background. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, even Josh has started taking uh, the SD cards. And he sticks, so my camera, my GH5, can take two cards on the inside of it. So you can actually record, and when one fills up, it just rolls over to the second card. Or you can do it different ways. But he actually found a little slot in the microphone where you can stick an SD card. And so (laughs) we've actually got an extra one, like, on camera. We don't even have to go back to the office to get a new, you know. Making little pockets out of tape to hold extra batteries or hold, like, I made a, a little gaffer's tape pocket on our tripod to put the lav mic in so that I don't ever have to go hunt around and look for a piece of tech. It's just with wherever the camera is, the Mm -hmm. mic is right there. So I know where it is, you know, stuff like that can help you a little bit of investment up front, but it can help you long-term not be distracted, not have to always hunt down things or always, you know, break your concentration to go get a new whatever. But Hey guys, I, uh, while we've been, while I've been on hold here, I got a phone call. You were distracted. I was totally on your phone. <laughs> but you know what I noticed? Let me see. Now, everyone's going to laugh. Okay. Today's Monday the 27th, right? I'm going to open up the Apple app. And Uh-oh. let's just say November the 27th, right? It says new event. So when I hit new event, what should it say in the map, like in the, in the calendar? It's the new event. It says all day. It's November 27th. I hit new event. And new event. Look what it says at the top. Somebody read that? August first, two thousand seventeen. Wow! It says all day August first, twenty seventeen to Friday August second, twenty nineteen. What? Weird. What? What is wrong with my map? Why? Like, why can't now I have I... to go in and physically change that? So I edit. Yeah. Why wouldn't? It, isn't it supposed to bring up today as the day? So I could say oh, set an yeah. alert for two o'clock later. Uh, I thought it fixed yes. it, but that's why maybe it, I knew that it didn't, and I said forget it. I stopped using it. I have to ask myself yeah. later when I'm over. Now, I'm curious. You, ha- you have, like, multiple backup phones. Do they do the same thing? Uh, I only have one other backup phone. I don't know. I have to go look. I have it turned off right now. Hmm. That's yeah, when I hit new weird. event, it starts with today's date. I, this has been... Now, this is a brand new phone. This is three phones from the first time we started talking about this. And it still does it. Huh. So that's why I never okay. use my phone app. Somebody that works at Apple... 
Fix Jimmy's phone, please. Yeah. There's got to be somebody out there. Actually, a buddy of mine works at Apple. He might be able to help you out. All right, so that's it. Everyone can laugh at me when they see me. <laughs> Guys, I, right. I got to take a one-second break because somebody's knocking on the door. So. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Speaking of me. distractions. <laughs> <laughs> Having people show up at your door oh, is yeah. a distraction. Uh, what else do you have, David? Well, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, well, something unavoidable is think when things break or, or go wrong. And... Uh, Oh, actually, uh, this this happened the other day. You, I bought just when I was making the file cabinets. I bought just enough wood to to make the file cabinets, and mm. I was so careful because with I was double checking every single cut. I'm like, okay, everything I cut everything to size. It was perfect, and one of the boards fell off the bench and broke walnut board, and I was like, Ooh. no. And so yeah. I actually had to, I, I had to, uh, I faked it on camera where I, I just mo- moved on, went to the next step. But the next day I had to go get more walnut, glue up the, the drawer face and fix that and, and put it in there for the, for the final shots. So I don't like buying a lot of extra materials because I don't like having that space taken up with, with materials, but. Have an extra walnut at that time would have saved me hours and hours of work. Yeah, I mean, I don't like and I don't like having extra material if I don't need it. But something that I use all the time, like two by fours or mm-hmm. you know three quarter inch plywood, that's that's stuff that I will use eventually somehow. But if it was some specialized material, I probably wouldn't buy a whole bunch extra either. Yeah, I do, uh, that being said, I do have ten sheets of three quarter inch Baltic birch plywood in my shop. I ordered some from my local plywood dealer. They delivered it with a $45 delivery fee. And now it's just there because I have so much shop hmm. furniture to make over the next couple months that it'll just be right there. But man, I had to get one of those sheets out for the the, the bench build. And it is so hard to move a full sheet to get it over to the table saw and cut it by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you should get one of those like little arm strappy things to help you lift the board. Whatever yeah. Those are called. Yeah. And one of the problems is uh, my, my ceiling two by or uh, a full sheet of plywood is eight feet tall. They are stacked tall in the, in the corner and my ceiling is eight feet, two inches tall. So it's like, I have oh, just enough room to, <laughs> to, to fold it down, flip it on its side so I can then move it around the shop. But, uh, yeah, I, I cannot complain about space. I am I'm very thankful for the space yeah. that I have. Actually, one thing you might want to do if you don't have a skateboard, get a cheap skateboard. It's honestly like I have an old skateboard that I got at Kmart in college, and it was nineteen dollars, and it is the best dolly I've ever had. It's moved huh. pianos, it's moved all sorts of furniture, and it's junk. Like you wouldn't want to skate on it, but it's not broken, and it's moved all sorts of stuff. That's hmm. funny. so. Is it flat or does it have the little flippy do dads on the ends? I, I don't know my <laughs> yeah. terms. You're a skater, man. Skater <laughs> die. Yeah, it's got the flippy do dads. Um, yeah, it has a tail and a nose. Okay, uh, you know, just a little bit, but that's actually helpful because, um, like, I don't remember what it was. I was moving something out of my old shop. There's the metal transition, you know, going to the door that goes from inside to outside. Yeah, and. So being able to put something on it and then use that tail to step down on that to lever it up huh. over that step 
is way easier than if you had just a normal dolly. So brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Skateboards are really good for that. Yeah, I use tip. a lot. I use a lot of the cheap, easy dollies from Harbor Freight. They sell little square ones. They break real easy if you put heavy stuff on them, but they're good in a pinch and they're really cheap. They're like five bucks a piece. And also, if you need yeah. a set of decent wheels, I buy a dolly yeah. from Harbor Harbor Freight, and you got four wheels, and it's it's only seven, eight, ten bucks for a set of wheels. Oh, yeah. Usually, if you buy wheels, they're that much each. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. They're not great wheels, but yeah, I was going to say the same thing. You can always reclaim those pretty easily. Um, as far as distractions, I mean, like my family, I I hate to say that they're a distraction because <laughs> it sounds really mean. But it's kind of true. I mean, anytime you work at home, you're going to have, like, people that come in and out. Uh, my office is right underneath our living room. So occasionally, like, when the kids come home from school, they're running back and forth and stomping, which makes it... Somehow I always end up doing voiceover at, like, 2.30. <laughs> and they get at home playtime. at 2.35. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just, like, stomping back and forth, which makes me just, like, you know, I still got to do the work. But I, I will wait. So if I hear them running around, I'll wait for a minute for them to calm down. And like while they're still running, I'm like, oh, well, I'm waiting. I should look at Twitter. And then it's like 10 or 15 minutes of Twitter or 10 or 15 minutes of email instead of the two minutes it is for them to you know go outside. So there's some distraction there. But, but in my mind, at least, that's one for me, that's one that's worthwhile. Like the the cost of working at home and having potential distraction from you know, the family needing something or whatever is totally worth the benefit of being at home and being able to walk upstairs and see them whenever I'm done working and not have to commute or not have to, you know, like, I'm sorry, I have to go to the office now and like leave for a certain amount of time. That's one of those things that is worthwhile hmm. uh, for me personally. But. Is uh, Maybe there's no answer for this, but are there any good distractions? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes I get distracted and end up with a new idea, you know, like um, Josh and I have, now that I have somebody here, I spend a lot more time in conversation than I ever did by myself. <laughs> but I think that's that's like caused some good brainstorming that probably wouldn't have happened if I were just like heads down in the work that I was doing. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. Brett and I brainstorm quite a bit and uh, we come up with some good ideas. And prior to that, me and Welder would brainstorm all the time and come up with stuff. And I also cherish the time when I'm working alone, but definitely having mm-hmm. somebody around is, you know, you turn it into a positive and don't always look at it as a distraction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you work with somebody, there's uh, there's some distractions there because there are things that are out of your control. Uh, like somebody's sick, you're you're the guy that you're working with is sick, or has a family issue and is going to be late, or needs to do a, a thing, and some so those are unexpected distractions that uh, I have no way of, of of getting around. Jimmy, this is a distraction. If you have a maker in your life, somebody that uses tools, that's constantly slinging uh-huh. plywood around doing something, and you get into a Twitter conversation with them, please keep it as short as possible. Because I get into a Twitter conversation with somebody like, hey, what's happening? I'm like, da, 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 da. oh, cool. What do you think of such and such? Da, 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 da. And I'm trying to cut it short and keep it. And then I just then I just let the phone sit. And then then you're like, hey, what happened? I thought, I thought we were in the middle. I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> I'm moving plywood. I'm hammering. I'm cutting. I'm bandsawing. I'm welding. I'm grinding. And somebody wants to have a conversation with you in the middle of the day. 
And so the point I'm making is, is if you need to know something, get to the facts, get to the information. I love you. We'll talk later when it's the evening time. Yeah. You know, there's an interesting thing that is, I think, in the newest iOS update um, where it's a checkbox that you check that says when you're moving, when the, like you're in a car and the phone is moving fast enough, it will auto send back a response to someone that texts you saying, I'm driving right now. I'm sorry. I'm like, it's called like distraction free or something like that. And the point is that when you're driving, you should be focused on driving and not get these like, oh, I got a notification. I should look at it. That, and I think it's a good idea. And my wife has it set up. So when I text her, I get this response back that says, you know, I'll get back with you when I can. It would be really interesting if there was a feature like that for social media. I mean, you can do like an out of office reply, auto reply for email. So if you, you know, can't get to it, you can set that up and it'll let everybody know that you're not really checking email. But there's no, as far as I know, there's no way to do that for social media. And maybe that's because it's not as like timeline based. It's not yeah. as, you know, maybe, but it would still be really handy. Um, I wonder to if, let uh, people know that you're not ignoring them. You're just not going to get yeah. to it right now. I wonder if um, putting something like that in your Twitter bio would help. You know, like I'm most responsive in the evenings. I don't know, but not. Every, yeah, I guess. Possible. I guess I don't read everybody's Twitter bio. Yeah, and you would hate the evenings. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> what my favorite my favorite thing in the whole world is when somebody makes a project that I designed and, and they remake it and they send me Twitter photos or a Facebook photo or make a video like that's one of my favorite things and that's a to me that's a good distraction because that just of course yeah right, absolutely my day. yeah agree with that cool well we have any other thoughts on distraction stuff any tips to help people not get distracted just make a list <laughs> check things off the list that's that's what works for me the best yeah. checklists are really good it i say really it all the time this, my, this is today's checklist yeah. and i'm using the back of last night's checklist which is all crossed off so why use a piece of paper man you have like two hands two arms <laughs> short sleeve shirt come on but lately i've been using <laughs> the notes app believe it or not and i'll show you that I've been using the notes app and I and the things that are more important I'm putting them in sequential order. So there's my notes app and I actually write things in the order of which they need to be and then like right now see I'm going to take garment racks and get rid of that cuz that's out of my life for now. Oh, yeah. I sent the posters out. Get rid yeah, of that. for you iOS users <laughs> out there, notes app had a recent update where you can pin certain notes to the top, which is really helpful for me. I can hmm. yeah, I can keep my to-do list always at the top there. Now, can I know the Reminders app on iOS can do a checklist, like a to-do list. Can you do that in the notes as well? Like you add can, check boxes? Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. I just make a list and yeah. just refer to it from time to time. Like I just now, I looked at it, I deleted two things that are done. Yeah. Feels good, doesn't it? It does. I usually do a combination of like on the phone in the to-do list app or just a piece of paper, just a little yellow sheet. You know, I, I I usually have pretty good success writing down, like, what do I need to accomplish today? Really broad, you know, I need to finish this post. I need to, like, program this thing. I need to whatever. 
and uh, <clears throat> it just keeps me on task because anytime I sit down at the computer to get distracted, I have that piece of paper right in front of my keyboard, and I go, oh, yeah. that's... <laughs> I should not be doing this right now. I should be whatever. I, I always have a yellow pad beside the computer. Like in the last yeah. year, it's been developed. Like there's always a legal pad next to the computer. And so anything that's on the phone is kind of long term. This is, I'm just thinking through this now. Anything that's in the legal pad is like somewhat important. And anything that's on my hand is absolutely important. Can't forget. So those are the three places. <laughs> <laughs> Only three? Come that's on, man. <laughs> You get like write them on the inside of the bill of your hat, just in case you know your arms get cut off and the paper blows away. You should see when oh. I do long drives, I make sure I have a good post-it notepad with me, and I just start sticking them on the windshield of the car. If I gotta like drive cross country, I have a hundred, and then I have a little pile of post-it notes when I go home to sift through. Hmm. Sharpie, if you are out there listening, and you I, here's the perfect collaboration collaboration with you and Jimmy is to make a <laughs> a body safe marker. Uh, so it lasts a day or so. There's going to be a whole rod through the back of my hand. The funny, I used to write on the palm of my hand, and then it would wear off. And at the end of the day, I'd be like, "What? What was I supposed to do? I can't really read that call." And then the yeah. name is washed off. So now I write on the back of my hand, right, uh, be, you know, right in the crotch of my thumb, so that I could see it when I hold stuff. So I'm like always looking at that part of my hand, and it doesn't wash off as easy. You know, when I was in like junior high school, I. I wrote notes on the back of my hand and on my arm, and that was like when I would have homework, I would write something there so I would remember that that's the thing that I had to do on homework. And at some point, I don't remember the specific instance, but at some point I got in a lot of trouble from somebody for having writing all over my arm. And I think that something about that moment was just like, yeah, I shouldn't do that anymore. And I've like never written anything on my arm since then. I write on my hand every day. I, I mean, it's not like I think it's bad. I just don't. I don't know, like I kind of, I don't think about doing that. I just go for a piece of paper when it makes more sense. That, sounds like, a, that sounds like a Catholic school thing. Did you get whacked on the knuckles? No, <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. It was just like, I just remember being reprimanded by someone. I don't know who it was, my parents or teacher or somebody. I just stopped doing it. Anyway. <clears throat> but I recognized it, so maybe I'll change it. How about that? There you go. You, you, you change your thing, I'll change my thing. <laughs> You're going to start writing on your hand again? I'll try, yeah. Okay. I, I only have pencils around, though. You can't write on your hand with the pencils. You, so. can write, you know what? You could write on your fingernail with a pencil. Ask me how I know. How do you know, Jimmy? Because I had to write on my hand once. I couldn't write, but the pencil wrote on my fingernail, and I wrote a note to myself on my fingernail. Hmm, huh. I'm trying that now. I cannot do that. Do you have well, you, funky you, fingernails? Fingernails that aren't painted. It works best on well, I don't paint my fingernails, Jimmy. <laughs> you have to you have to rough up your fingernails a little bit with some sandpaper. To give us maybe some like an H two. Oh yeah, you like an H two yeah, pencil. Can. Yeah, H uh, two mechanical pencils don't work. We've nailed that. And figured that out. <laughs> Bob's writing his to do list on all his fingernails. Though. Yeah, I'm writing letters on them to make sure because my uh, index finger doesn't really work very well, but the rest of them seem to work. Interesting. <laughs> like pen and tell you have one fingernail painted black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could do a chalkboard fingernail paint and then carry around a tiny piece of chalk. Oh, All right. Mind blown. Anyway, blown. Yeah. So, now that we're entirely off topic, <coughs> you guys, uh, anything else? You guys been watching anything cool? Yes. So, there's this channel called Heath Knuckles, and this came up. Uh, the homepage of YouTube is now, I think I like the homepage better than I like the subscription page. Uh because it introduces me to so many new things, but there's a channel called Heath Knuckles that I discovered yesterday, and he turns a burl and resin ball on on the lathe, and 
this thing looks so cool. And I think the video is, is really well done as well. So you want to check it out. Sweet. I am looking. I can't find what I was wanted to talk about. So, Bob? I'll go. And this is a video I've not seen. I'm going to recommend a video I haven't even seen because there's a new OK Go video out. Oh. And every time they put out a video, they're amazing. So I'm going to put it in there. It's called Obsession. I don't I don't know. It may be awful. But I'm going to put it in there anyway because it's probably pretty good. I watched so, it. Go check them out. It's, uh, oh, is it good? It, it's, it's uh, <clears throat> hmm. It's uh -oh. good. It's good. It's not as mind-blowing as the others because I have so many questions on how this, this this thing works. It's basically like 500 printers printing out paper that, that falls to create a background. It's really cleverly done. I, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Go watch it because okay. all their videos are amazing. It's Here's the problem. When you make amazing video after amazing video, you set the bar so high. And you judge yeah. your, that person's latest work or that group's latest work based on their past work. And if this was their first video, this would be mind-blowing. Hmm. Hmm. Well, okay, I guess I'll, I'll also then put a link to the uh, the video from Tim Schmoyer about how to make your voice sound amazing. I'll put that in there as well, just so it's my fallback. Uh, this is a channel both of you guys probably know. It's a ver V-E-R... V E R I. Veritasium. Yes. I don't know how to say it. Dairy. Veritasium. Yes. Have Dairy. you guys talked about him? Uh, I don't know if we've ever talked about him on the show or not. Because I'm just Bob getting to know him, him now. a couple years ago. Did you really wear it at uh, uh, VidCon? VidCon? Yeah. Yep. This is a channel that does a lot of science demonstrations and, and different uh, techniques about science and just like uh, science. <laughs> it's, it's science about science an element of truth yeah. videos about science education and anything else I find interesting Baratassian, yeah. very good cool right on um, well, uh, the last thing before we go is to thank our Patreon supporters everybody that helps us out over there we're really grateful for you um, especially our top supporters Make, Build, Modify, Sean Rubino Freeman Furnishings, Torbel Terry Works by Solo, Malton Make, Corey Ward Evan Kaitlin, and Wise Old Dal but everybody over there super grateful for the support and uh, if you help us out on Patreon at any level you get access to our after show which is another few minutes of us talking and about other stuff sometimes secret stuff, sometimes nonsense but other <laughs> stuff after this show so yes. thanks to everybody. And uh, if you want to help out, go to patreon.com slash making it. We would appreciate it. Thank you. Cool. Thank you, guys you got all very else? much. That's it. That's I love it. being distracted. <laughs> Good job on the uh, throat clearing, guys. Ah, man. I'm still struggling <laughs> with it right now. Are we in the after show yet? Uh, not yet, but right... <laughs>